Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 78 of Lifelong Podcast. My name is Heidi O'Brien, and I am your host of the show. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to tune in for 30 to 40 minutes to learn a little bit more about non-toxic living and longevity. I also want to shout out those of you who have been participating in my polls on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod because I've been dropping in some topic ideas for episodes and you guys have voted on what episodes you want to hear about first. And this week, you all casted your votes and you voted on me talking about woo therapies that I've tried and my honest thoughts all about them. So today's episode is going to be just that solo episode. You're stuck with me. Um, You'll probably notice that I've been doing a lot more solo episodes. That's just something I've been wanting to lean into a little bit more, seeing where that takes me. I, of course, will still be interviewing awesome guests in the field of wellness and beyond, but right now what feels in alignment with me is doing solo episodes and just more deep dives, showing up as myself, as a human in the world of wellness, non-toxic living, and longevity. So today, like I said, I'm going to dive into these woo-woo therapies. You're probably wondering, okay, what on earth does that even mean? But you're going to learn more. So with that, let's get right into the episode. For those of you who are maybe watching clips of this episode, you'll probably see that I'm recording in an actual growl fit, which is so funny to me because I usually like getting dressed up when I record podcasts. That's just something I like to do. That's how I like to show up. Still got ready a little bit, but I am totally in a grout fit right now and I'm loving it. I actually got this sweatshirt from Elwood, E-L-W-O-O-D, and they have the cutest sweats that are 100% organic cotton, got certified, all the things, and it is so comfortable. I literally want so many more. But yeah, just a little plug to that brand because I am such a fan loving my little grout fit right now, but let's talk woo-woo therapies. So what do I mean by woo-woo? By woo-woo, I mean the things that would make some people roll their eyes, the things that seem more metaphysical in nature, the things that seem more spiritual in nature, the things that seem very controversial. Everything that I just mentioned and all the things in between, I am going to share a lot of different things that I tried over the years As you know, or maybe don't know, I suffered from an environmental illness for the majority of my years in college. And if you want to learn more about my journey with that, what I found out was an environmental illness and mold illness that is available on episode 12 of Lifelong. That's going to be linked in the show notes for easy access, easy listening to hearing all about my story. Basically, when I was in the thick of that environmental illness and I didn't know that I had an environmental illness. It was a mysterious illness for three and a half years. So I was on the quest to figure out what the heck was going on and I was open to literally trying everything. So let's go through some of those things that I've tried over the years. Some of these things were, most of these things I should say took place during that super sick episode during college. 
a couple of them prior to that because I had some health things go on in high school that weren't as extreme as what I experienced in college. And then some of the things that I've been doing kind of after I've been healed post-college in the last few years. So the first thing on my list is working with a medical medium, working with someone that has the ability, I believe you would call it clairvoyance, clairsentence, to be able to communicate with spirits on the other side. And their expertise was in health. And in fact, I actually worked with a woman. Her name was Dr. Carol Ripberger. I haven't looked her up in years because this was in high school when I was experiencing some health things. Like I said, not as extreme as what they were in college, but I was dealing with some things in high school. And my mom knew about this medical medium woman based in California. And I was able to work with her virtually, which was very fascinating. I can't remember the details of it all. I know that we got the recording and my mom still has it saved. So maybe one of these days I'll dig it up. But that was a really like eye-opening experience because I was a teenager. And here's this woman who says she talks to spirits and she has like answers about my health. And honestly, it helped us at the time. I, like I said, I can't remember all the details, but I believed in it and I found it to be helpful. I will say that there could be so many red flags when working with a medical medium of sorts. It's not really something that I would probably go out trying nowadays just because my kind of spiritual outlook is a little bit different now. Um, That being said, desperate times call for desperate measures and I was really grateful to have had that opportunity of working with an expert medical medium. She wasn't just some random person. This was an expert in the field and my mom really did her research and It helped kind of guide us down the road and get some answers when I first was experiencing health issues. The next thing on my list is palm reading. I got my palms read once. Again, this is the woo-woo episode, so I'm sharing all the things that I've done. I was at some, I guess, metaphysical event, and there were all different kinds of practitioners there that could connect on this like metaphysical level and there was a palm reader there and you betcha I went over there and got my palms read and honestly it was really sketch like the guy really weirded me out I think there is a lot of wisdom in the body and you know reading the body and iridology that's another thing I tried that's like reading the eyes I think that you can get information from the body that is absolutely something that I believe in and I think that really makes sense. I think we were our bodies were designed by God to kind of give us these clues and these insights but that again it depends on the person you're working with and this person was some random guy at some event and it seemed like he just wanted to make a buck or two and it just kind of weirded me out when it's he started talking about like, oh, this is your heart line and this is your lifeline. And I'm like, ah, that's just not, that doesn't really resonate with me. Perhaps this 
that kind of tool resonates with you. And I love that for you. But for me, it just wasn't something that really helped me or like something that I felt good about doing. Uh, Probably one of the weirder things that I've tried when trying to seek answers for my health. Another thing on my list is homeopathy, or some people might call it homeopathy. I actually first started working with a homeopath in high school, kind of during that same stint when I worked with that medical medium. I don't think it was very helpful. I can't remember who I worked with and what it all entailed, but the little bit that I do remember is that it wasn't something that I was like, wow, like this really like made a difference in my health and well-being. That being said, I recently have been on some different homeopathic remedies and I have a lot of faith in these remedies and homeopathy is a uh, form of medicine that has been around for a really, really long time and a lot of other countries, this is their main form of medicine. For example, when you go to a pharmacy in Europe, like going to a pharmacy in Spain, it's going to be primarily homeopathy before pharmaceuticals, which is really, really cool. I just think that I don't know enough about it, but I am on some remedies now and I think they're really, really fascinating. I wish I had a better grasp of how they worked because Again, the woo-woo aspect of it is that it's kind of like energetic and that's where I think I and many people tend to get in the weeds is how exactly do these things work? I know that they work, but how? So it's kind of like a, almost like a faith-based medicine, like just having faith that it works and trusting the process, especially when realizing this is a Form of medicine that has been around for so long. Even the queen, her primary form of medicine was homeopathy. Homeopathy is going to get the green light for me. I just think that you need to work with someone who knows what they're doing. You can't just go throwing around these remedies, although there are awesome remedies out there. Even the ones that you can get at Whole Foods that are more all encompassing. For example, Genexa is a newer brand that has a remedy. They have a lot of different remedies for cold and flu symptoms. And I like to take their remedy if someone around me is sick or if I'm feeling sick. And I truly believe that it greatly reduces the duration of the sickness and the severity of the sickness. So homeopathy gets the green light for me. The next woo-woo therapy on my list is cold laser therapy. This is something that I actually started trying this year in 2023 at my chiropractor's office. He has another woman who is also a chiropractor, but she is focused on cold laser therapy. And people come from all over. They come from different states. They drive multiple hours to come see her to get cold laser therapy done. This is another one of those therapies that I do not fully understand how it works. All I know is that the device is approved by the FDA and it does something to promote mitochondria production. And mitochondria are the energy centers of our cells. And if we're unwell, then we need more mitochondria or we're not producing enough mitochondria. For example, when you work out or if you're in the sun, 
you're producing mitochondria. That's why you get a burst of energy. So it's really important with cellular healing, healing in general, that, you know, if we can focus on a cellular level, you're going to heal your full body. And one way to heal your cells is to produce more mitochondria. So this is a tool to really promote mitochondria production. And it really, really helped me when I was working with this woman doing cold laser therapy. She would run it along different meridians, different organs, even on my brain. And I found a ton of relief. I always felt really good after doing cold laser therapy. So cold laser therapy gets the green light for me as well. Something that's in the spotlight big time right now is bioresonance testing. Bioresonance testing is a form of testing where you have a sample of hair or saliva from a person and it is run through a super, super high-tech machine that basically energetically is able to read where there are deficiencies, toxicities, things of that nature, sensitivities, all the things based on the energy from that person's sample. And this is extremely woo-woo in nature. You can probably tell just by me explaining what it is. I am sorry that I don't have a humongous like scientific explanation to this thing, but what I do know is in my own personal experience, bioresonance testing has been beyond fascinating. For example, the first time I had a bioresonance scan run on me, I did it in tangent with some functional lab testing from my functional medical doctor. And these lab results from the functional doctor matched up almost identically with the bioresonance scan. For example, high levels of mold on the bioresonance scan and mold showing up in my functional lab work. Or knowing that I react to gluten just from my own experience of, you know, avoiding gluten or accidentally consuming gluten and realizing how it has a negative effect on my body, this bioresonance test is able to tell, oh, you're sensitive to gluten. So I have firsthand experience that bioresonance testing is quite reliable, but it's another one of those things where it depends on the person who's running the scan and what kind of machine they are using to run the scan. I think there is so much information regarding bioresonance testing. I don't even know where I would begin to try to explain the nitty-gritty details of all of it. I hope that my SparkNotes explanation made a little bit of sense, but it's a tricky one because I think a lot of people out there, no shade, but I think there are a lot of practitioners out there that are maybe doing it incorrectly because of how complex the technology is. Additionally, there are a lot of wonderful practitioners out there, and I've worked with incredible practitioners who have their machines set up in a way that is highly effective, and they're brilliant, and they're always learning, and they're studying all this, and they have tons of testimonies. So bioresonance testing gets the green light for me as well. The next woo-woo therapy 
is coffee enemas. Coffee enemas, as you know, are something I am a big fan of. You can listen to episode 76 of Lifelong to learn more about those. But coffee enemas are obviously really woo-woo because they involve putting coffee up your butthole. So yeah, kind of woo-woo. But the point of coffee enemas is to not only cleanse your colon, but primarily to boost glutathione production and bile production. Bile binds to toxins, helping your body flush the toxins out. Glutathione is the master antioxidant, the antioxidant of the liver. So coffee enemas are very detoxifying in nature. They are not for everyone, though, so make sure you listen to episode 76 of Lifelong to learn a bit more to find out if you are a good candidate for coffee enemas. But yes, putting coffee up your butt is something that I support and it gets the green light for me as well. Fascia work has been in the spotlight for the past several years and I am here for it 100%. Fascia is the connective fibers between your muscles that holds on to stress, tension, and trauma. And I highly recommend you read the book, The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. I'll link that in the show notes as well. But reading that book really, really opened my eyes to understanding how trauma quite literally lives in the body and the fascia is extremely responsible for holding on to that trauma. So when we physically feel tense, a lot of times emotions and other mental traumas get stuck in that tension. So it's really important that we are doing body work, such as fascia work, to physically relieve that tension so that we can mentally and emotionally be relieved of that tension and trauma as well. There are ample different ways to do fascia work. There is myofascial release, There's a therapy called Rolfing that I really, really love, and there are tons of other ones out there. Some people even have these special balls that they roll on. There are practitioners out there that will do some type of fascia work in tangent with some emotional work at the same time. You might have heard of Dr. G, Dr. Gonzalez on Instagram. He does a similar type of therapy where it these emotional energetic releases that are both physical and emotional in nature. So there's a type of physical body work being done, but there's also a cognitive emotional component going on as well. So a lot of times these people who are doing these therapies have these humongous releases where they get very emotional, very hysterical. Maybe they start shaking, maybe they start crying. They have these huge, huge kind of emotional purges, which is just beyond fascinating to me. Fascinating. How about that? There's a little pun for you. So the only fascia work that I have done has been, you know, using a foam roller, using a Theragun, massage, but the most technical one that I've done has been Rolfing. And this is a specific approach to fascia work that goes through a series of appointments to relieve your body from this trauma, essentially. And I was doing this 
when I was kind of at the, the tail end of my environmental illness, still dealing with some, you know, chest tightness, breathing difficulties, and going through this process of rolfing, I was able to get my chest physically opened up and relieve some of that trauma that was stored in me from dealing with an environmental illness that resided in my chest. And I honestly, the more I'm talking about rolfing right now, fascia work, the more I realize how important this puzzle piece was for me in my healing from mold illness, from environmental illness too. And I think I am quite literally motivating myself to make an appointment to go see my lady who does this kind of rolfing or this kind of fascia work called rolfing. And I strongly encourage you to try it if you too are experiencing some, you know, emotional or mental trauma because the body truly does keep the score. And I recommend you read that book. The mind-body connection, needless to say, is such a fascinating concept and it is beyond true. It's a real thing that the mind and the body are connected. They, they do not exist on their own. They completely have to coexist. There's a synergistic relationship between them and the more that we can get a grasp on the both of them, the better that we are physically and emotionally. So fascia work 100% gets the green light from me. Okay, next one on the list is Reiki. So flashback to like 10-ish years ago, I probably had my first Reiki session. Honestly, it might have even been longer than that. But roughly 10 years ago, my mom's friend did Reiki on me. And I remember being super open to this kind of therapy, but it literally did nothing. It was just her hands, you know, going around my head. I'm not throwing any shade, but Reiki is a type of energetic medicine. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but my understanding of it is that there is kind of energy moved from this person's hands onto your body to relieve you of your problems. And it really, I think, was seen as like this panacea, this kind of cure-all thing. And I'm not throwing any shade. I want to throw in this disclaimer that just because something didn't work for me doesn't mean that it's not going to work for you. And the flip-flop, just because something works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. This is not how health works. Health is not blanketed. Health and wellness is so bio-individualized. You have to get in tune with your body. And I think it is important to try different things Try the things that you are called to do, not that I am saying, oh, this worked for me. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. I'm just sharing my experience. I did Reiki and I was like, I don't think I need to do this again. I don't feel called to this. I'm sure it works great for a lot of people, but for me, it wasn't my jam. So Reiki gets the red light from me. Okay, throwing it back again to me being very sick in college, desperate to feel better. And I started working with a shaman, not like a shaman in Peru or anything like that, but like a shaman in the suburbs of Milwaukee. And honestly, we did not vibe, did not love her energy, did not quite understand how she was helping me. No shade at shamans. I think shamans are wonderful 
healers and a lot of people work with shamans when they're doing these like trips with ayahuasca and no i've not done ayahuasca that is a very woo-woo thing though that would fit perfectly into this episode as would some of those other kind of psychedelic medicines i have not experimented with any of those and working with the shaman did not jive for me so it gets the red light next on the list is acupuncture and first things first acupuncture gets the green light acupuncture was my like gateway into holistic health and wellness. I started working with a doctor of Chinese medicine when I was about 15 years old. You'll learn all those details in episode 12 of Lifelong where I share my story. I have so much faith in the traditional Chinese medical perspective. It is, like I said, ancient medicine. This has been around for eons and there is an incredible wisdom to it. If you want to learn more about acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, I also have a podcast episode with a Chinese medical professional. And then I also would recommend the book, The Web That Have No Weaver. You will absolutely have your mind blown because traditional Chinese medicine is totally where it's at. Acupuncture makes so much sense to me from an energetic perspective, but also from that physical perspective because the needles are being inserted into your body and I have felt it work. I have tried a lot of different acupuncturists over the years. I had my wonderful one from my hometown who I quite literally would drive from Chicago to go see if I needed to because she is that good. And then I saw a number of people after her when I had moved um, away from my hometown going to college and graduating and literally like no one matched how wonderful she was. So I know that there are a lot of not so great acupuncturists out there, but let me tell you, there are some wonderful ones out there. So give it a try. I will say if you get it done, pay attention to how it feels when they're putting the needle into your body. And when my doctor from back home would do it, I would always feel like an energetic zing. And it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but I knew that she was hitting the point exactly. When I went to these other people and they put the needle in, I wouldn't feel a thing. And I'm like, I should be feeling them like hitting the point, shouldn't I? So that's just like my hot take for you. Try to go to someone where you can actually feel the little zing when they hit that specific point and you will be golden. So acupuncture gets the green light for me as well. Next woo-woo therapy that we probably all have heard of are sound baths. Sound baths are a type of medicine out there that really focuses on frequency and sound as healing. And for me, this makes so much sense because everything is energy. And these bowls, or usually they're using singing bowls, they all create a different frequency. And these frequencies resonate with different parts of the body, different ailments, different, all different things. Basically, frequency is medicine. And when going to these sound baths, I always felt so relaxed, so grounded in my body. And I also could feel it just like healing me from the inside out. Sound baths are absolutely something that get the green light for me. They are something with me talking about it right now. 
that I want to be doing more of in 2024. But if you can't go to a sound bath healing, I would recommend listening to binaural beats. Specifically, I love the 528 Solfregio frequency. I can link that in the show notes, the link to the specific one that I listen to, but you can definitely find a ton of these on YouTube, Spotify. Just make sure you hit podcast because then you can access the like longer versions so that the frequency can keep going on and on in the background. And I find these frequencies to be so calming. I would play them when I was in a really stressful corporate job. When there was a lot of tension going on, I would just put my headphones in and play this frequency of the heart, 528. And people at work would always say, why are you so calm? Like, why aren't you? We're all like so upset in this meeting. Why aren't you upset? And I took that as the biggest compliment because sometimes I would not, a lot of times I don't feel very calm internally. And when I was in that job, especially it was very, very stressful environment. And people were like, you are so calm. Like I was being perceived as calm. So I knew that these frequencies were really affecting me on all levels to the point where people were perceiving me to be so calm. So that was a mega compliment. But needless to say, binaural beats are where it's at. Sound healing is a thing. And the final note on that, my mom broke her elbow when I was in high school and she used a tuning fork, which is essentially a um, fork that can go to different frequencies to heal. And she put it on her elbow every single day doing these frequency healings. And she was supposed to need surgery within a few weeks or a couple months. I forget what the time frame was. She goes to the surgeon to do an x-ray. And he said, it's a miracle. You're completely healed. What did you do? And she's like, oh, yeah, I used a tuning fork. It was like the craziest thing, but frequency heals. Maybe I should do an episode all about sound healing. Crystals are the next thing on the list. Crystals are something that I have utilized over the years. They're definitely more spiritual in nature. And where I'm at with my spirituality is a totally different place than where I was at when I first started kind of like using crystals. And I think that there are energies to these crystals that were designed by God. But I personally don't think they did a whole lot for me other than maybe ground me or have some type of placebo effect. But that being said, I know there are tons of people out there. I even have people close to me who love their crystals and I love that for them. They're just maybe not something that I really resonate with right now. So they get the red light from me. Next up is astrology. So I had been into astrology big time, especially when I was um, in the thick of my sickness and also when I was single. <laughs> like I was always trying to learn more about my sign and maybe like my potential partner down the road. And I think astrology is a really kind of similar to traditional Chinese medicine. It's an ancient thing. And you'll probably notice a trend here. I really gravitate towards things that have existed for a long period of time. And astrology is very, very, very fascinating to me. I actually had some astrology. I have had some astrology readings done for me on the past. And I had one done 
with someone, I can't remember his name, but he was an expert in the field and literally was so blown away about what he was saying. And he kind of like forecasted 10 years down the road for me. And it's only been like three years. So it's been interesting because I took a bunch of notes when I had met with him. And it's been interesting to kind of see how things have played out. But the biggest red flag that I have with astrology is that to me, sometimes seems like it's replacing God. And I've probably been alluding that I'm at a different point in my spiritual journey right now. It's not really something I feel like talking about on this podcast, but I am definitely wary of things that maybe compete with like God or Christianity. So I don't know. I'm kind of like, can I give it a yellow? Like, I think astrology is really cool, but I maybe don't love it as much as I once did. Okay, next one on the list are energy clearings. I think this could mean a variety of different things. And I have worked with so many different energy healers over the years, like, again, alluding to that period of time when I was super sick. And I found it to be, definitely found it to be like really helpful, really grounding with one of the ladies that I worked with. And then with another lady, I got like really like scary energy. I had a really like experience, I guess. And it was one of those pivotal moments where it really made me think about spirituality and how there are different energies in this world. Not all energies are good. And sometimes if we're working with energy healers, how can we be sure that they are on the same, the side of light versus the side of darkness? And I don't know. It's really, really murky for me. And being at this kind of new phase in my spirituality, my, you know, faith that I have that isn't as much of like that new age stuff that I used to be into, I definitely have more reservations about the energy work. That being said, it helped me. So it's really a personal journey. You can probably tell that I am having trouble even kind of like articulating because it's confusing. But I will say that at this point in time, energy clearings get the red light for me. Okay, we're getting down to the final few woo-woo therapies that I have tried and sharing my honest thoughts about those. The next one on the list is hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy is another thing that I tried when I was in high school in that first kind of stint of health issues, and it was beyond helpful. I actually was working with a renowned psychiatrist, psychologist, who really was a pioneer in the field of hypnotherapy and he actually was a medical professor who taught about hypnotherapy and he was just like a godsend he helped me so much it's really unfortunate he retired i think by the time i was in college and i was experiencing like even worse health issues he was already retired so really sad oh my gosh shout out dr jacobs hypnotherapy is is really 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 cool i have a podcast episode with haley begner of naked birth and she teaches about hypnobirthing so hypnosis has a lot of practices and i am a complete fan of it again just being wary of who you were learning from or working with because there are 
bad ones out there. Just like police officers, just like teachers, just like any field out there, there's going to be good and bad. You just have to discern for yourself. And it's probably not what you want to hear. You want to just like hear all the answers. But hypnotherapy is really, really cool. It gets the green light from me. Okay, second to last on the list in no particular order. These were not in any order. Just wanted to put that out there is EMDR. This is a type of therapy done with professional therapists to heal trauma. And I actually started EMDR this year. I've done it in the past. And this go around has been pretty rough. I'm not really comfortable talking about it, but EMDR is definitely a therapy tool out there that I am very fascinated by because it involves some somatic work and bilateral stimulation. So that means tapping from side to side on the body or hearing a noise from one side of the body to the other. And it stimulates a state in the brain where you're more malleable and able to kind of alter a traumatic experience. The hard part about it is that you have to face your traumas head on and kind of try to rewire. So it's it's some of the hardest work that I've done. I It's been really hard. It's been a struggle lately, to be honest. Um, but I'm proud of myself for, for trying. And that's really all I can say about it right now. EMDR gets the green light for me. Okay, the final one on the list is chanting and humming. There are a lot of spiritual and religious rituals surrounding chanting or even speaking affirmations out loud and there are tons of there is research out there showing that there are positive effects on the nervous system and it's connected to decreasing stress because it stimulates the vagus nerve and that's the the big nerve that runs down and controls your breathing and your heart rate and you're probably familiar with the OM that is done in yoga. This is a healing frequency that also vibrates within your body and stimulates the vagus nerve. There is tons out there when it comes to chanting and humming. Tons of different tribes and cultures and even religions have their different styles of doing it and different perceived benefits of doing it. For me, I like to do humming and doing some ohms to stimulate my vagus nerve because I know that my vagus nerve is something that needs a little extra TLC. So chanting and humming gets the green light for me as well. There we have it, the full list of woo-woo therapy, sharing my honest feedback about the things that I've tried. I also alluded to some of the things that I haven't tried, but for those of you out there who have gone through a health crisis, you know what it feels like to be desperate to literally try anything. Heck, I got my palms red. I mean, beyond. Like, literally wanting to do anything just to feel better. Thank goodness I was able to heal. Again, listen to my story, episode 12 of Lifelong Podcast to learn more about that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A little bit different than normal, but you guys picked this and I served it. So continue following along on Instagram in case I post some more polls about topic ideas. And then if you have other topic ideas, 
that kind of come to you randomly, my DMs are always open or my email, Heidi at holisticwithheidi.com. Thanks, guys. One more thing before you go. Are you subscribed to Lifelong Podcast? Have you left a rating and review? Are you following along on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod and at Holistic with Heidi? If you're not doing so already, consider doing it to support our show and to help spread this message near and far. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week.